Cheers. Cheers. Podcast number four. Welcome. Welcome. I'm uh, hooligan number one. Charlie Hosey says who? I just wanted to say number one. Yeah. <laughs> you caught on that? That fine. I guess. I guess. I guess for you saying it first, you get to be number one, and I'm hooligan number two, Alex Gomes. And we actually have an exciting podcast to talk about because for the first time this year, we went racing ourselves. That's right. For uh, well, yeah, and that was my first race in well over a year. Um, yeah. What about you? That's my first, first race competitive since racing. November. November. We went to OVRP in New York. Ah, uh, that's right. For Indeed. the uh, World Formula stuff. Yep. Only only a few of us showed up, but we still went out there on November 1st. It was wicked chilly. Yeah, that seems like a horrible... Did you put on like ice ice tires? Like spikes? No. Studded? No. Nope. I mean, it got down to like 40-something in the morning or something like that. Or maybe it was even the 30s. Ugh. But uh, it was still a good time. It rained. I'm sure. I love when it rains and you go, go racing. And I, it was... Uh, it was my. I I just showed him uh, when my tire went out in the middle of the summer at OVRP, and then when we went back in November, that was basically my redemption because I came back and, and won. Nice. I need to. I Good need for you. I have all that footage, and I need to make the video. And I think I'll just make it one video. It'll just be like you know, uh, heartbreak and then redemption at OVRP or something like That's that. That's Good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Make it in one. Let's sweet let's get little to video. Uh, to current yeah, let's times. Get to, uh, so. Canaan yeah. again, half track. Yes, Canaan again, half track. It was the first race for the NHKA, the New Hampshire Karting right. Association. We went to uh, Canaan Motor Club, I think is what they call themselves officially. Correct. And it's a really, it's kind of a small car track, but it makes for a really awesome big go-kart track. And what they actually did for this race in particular was they cut the track in half because there's actually little go-kart bits that go you know, in the infield to split the track up. So we did the. You talking uh, about for the kids in the in the infield there? Or? No, no, no. The the track that we were racing, it's a half track. Right. I I thought all of the parts that we were on looked like they were designed also for cars. No. No, no. The infield bits, no way. No, the infield. Yeah, bits I guess are, you're right. Uh, that, that they're would too be, skinny. Uh, that'd be tough. Maybe in a Miata. Be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we did that version of the track where we did. It was uh. If you know the track, it's turns one two and then there's like that slight left and right which i guess you would call three and four and then after that you don't do the back stretch you actually cut in and there's a go-kart bit that's uh i like it it's actually yeah. a really fun track and it, it's it's quite challenging when you go inside it's not really uh like we've talked about this a few times i don't think i could pass anybody through there you have the one hairpin that kind of sets you up for the opportunity but i saw it done i don't know whose really? video it was watching but um yeah so um Definitely in the future, I'll get more aggressive in there if possible. If you can get up on the inside of somebody there, or just even go around the outside, I feel oh, like cause there's a lot of. I, don't know. I noticed a lot of drivers, even after you know three, four laps, they are not really making that a nice straight line into that left hander. You know, the tight left hander where you no. go up over the curbing. They're kind of hugging the right, and if you're faster than the guy, you're just left then to just putter around, and and then. And then you're up his ass up, you know, going, taking the left and that quick right on the front straight. And then you got to count on being geared right and everything else, where if you can just set that pass up, I mean, let's face it, if you get up to him on the left-hand side, turning into that left-hander, there's nothing he's, they're going to be able to do. Well, my fear would be they wouldn't even know you're there. Yeah, because it's it is a, it's very quick. It, it's quick. Yeah. And it, it's not quick, but it's just it's just tight. It does come to and you. And the cart's always on edge. And, right, because it's not a straight braking zone into it. It's, yeah. it. You're going around a right-hander. That's going downhill a little bit so that when you get on the brakes, you are still turning right. to the right to set up for this hairpin that goes to the left. 
Yeah, it's, I, uh, it's true. But and you're always aiming for the curbing when you take that left hander too. So yeah, I could see you would never. I see could the see guy. somebody setting up to the right and then getting over as far as they can and then looking over at that curbing and then oh my god, there's a cart there. It's too late. You're already spinning around. And I think, as a matter of fact, in one of your races, you got caught well, behind something that happened. I like was that. spinning. I. I had a good day. I ran yes, faster. Let's go through the sure. Charlie Hosey's day. His first ever race. Yeah, first ever. In the Hooligan in, Light Series. In a world representing formula. Representing the podcast with the proper class. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got to start off in the proper class, and I did it justice. Uh, spun during practice one. Spun during practice two. Spun during uh, pre-race or pre-final. Pre-final, yeah. Spun during final. Um, but I ran fast. I was, um, what was it, times? It was like... Um, you guys are doing low 40s. Four, yeah, yeah four, no, low 42. And, no, yeah. no, it was yeah, low 42s. Uh, I I know the, the fast times of the day was like high 49s. I mean, 41.9, 41.89, 41, something like that. Yeah. And I was like a 42.3, 42.2, or something like that. So it was about uh, four tenths higher. But anyway... Uh, but spinning is it just ruins your race. I, I found that out real quick. Well, all right. For for you to be that's your second time in a world formula ever. Yeah. So I was definitely very nervous, very skittish. So like uh, during race one, I don't even know who it was because I'm still getting used to trying to get familiar with who who it was. Uh, but anyway, they were going into that term we were just talking about. Yep. Early on, I think it was tra- uh, lap one. They just spun right around, but they didn't. Yeah. They spin, spin. They didn't go off the track as quickly as I would have liked. So essentially, I just locked him up, and then I went spinning by. And I'm pretty sure I saw Rich. Rich, you're always locking eyes with me, man. When I'm spinning, it's really weird. <laughs> you know, it's like we're dancing on the ballroom or something because you're always looking at me. I'm like, ah, f- I don't know. So he's staring at me, and and I just had the wherewithal at least every time I spun to get it off the track safely, and keep the motor. Spinning and not stalling. Yeah, it's good. You never stalled, right? Yeah, not stall, not hit anything, not get in anyone's way. Uh, so it was good, but I mean, it, it sets you back. Because I think on that, um, I qualified like sixth or seventh, so I was starting decent, I thought, for that first yeah, race. Yeah, absolutely. Out of 20, and I just 22 guys, right? Yeah, and I just blew it in the first you know, lap. And then, I mean, after that. I mean, was, people ahead of you blew it, and you, you just reacted a little bit too strongly to their stance. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, I mean, I'm, I'm so nervous to, to make contact with anyone. So therefore, I'm 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 hard on the brakes to try to avoid it. But I think, yeah. uh, you know, keep your head up, take your foot off the gas, don't touch the brake, and avoid. You know what I mean? If you well, can, because you can always go off track uh, without locking them up. I mean, you could turn and just go off track as long as it's safe to do so. And I'm trying to think on that particular part there, if yeah, it is kind of. T- I mean, that's a tough corner. There's not a lot of room. It's kind of you're all jammed up. Yeah. So yeah, everybody just kind of like accordions into each other at that point. I think yeah. uh, you still have to get on the brakes. We just have to understand it's rear brakes. Don't slam them. You can, right. you can you can probably do a little bit of lockup if you need to do like a little bit of a twist to turn out of the way somewhere. But you do have to understand. Don't keep it locked up, and then your rear is just useless, and you just you know swap yeah, sides. I feel like the problem is it's these these wrecks happen for a reason on the first lap. So what happens is it's kind of a snowball effect. I mean, they're they locked up. Now it's still first lap for me too, and it's yep. just you have no grip yet. Um, and that was also, I had never been on fresh slicks. It's weird, isn't it? Really weird. It was like, I was so hyped. And then I got out there and I was like, what the f***? There's no grip. Yep. What's going on? You know what I mean? I'm heating them up, doing everything. And it, it was like two laps, three laps, four laps. The practices go by. I'm looking at my uh, my crom or whatever the hell thing's called. And it's showing me my times. I was much slower than last 
was it two weeks before that? Yeah. So we I was getting that. really worried. I was like, man, I'm going backwards. <laughs> and then finally, uh, you know, it wasn't until the racing where that's when I noticed my times dropping significantly from the last time. So I was like, all yep. right, that's good. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, was it Rick Brown took the uh, – who won the pre-final in World Formula? Pre-final was actually Dave Nadu. Oh, which okay. Was really nice. cool. Yeah, Dave got yeah. the win, I believe, for the pre-final because I was watching you guys. That's right, because he. I saw him starting on the final up front on the right. Correct, so that and would that, be, would be, that would be that would be P one because that would be the optimal position. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so no, start. that was, and then he had some unfortunate luck in race or the final as well as yeah. myself. I saw him get taken out in the very beginning. Just no. What he, uh, I was talking to him afterwards because I saw it happen from afar. You know, I just saw him. He he didn't turn to the right to come into the half track. He just kept going straight and then turned around and came back to that. I was like, what the uh, hell was that? And I was talking to him, and he said something like. Like he went in to steer and then his steering was locked. Jeez. Like he couldn't steer. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if like a rock got in, you know, to the to the huh. steering or something like that, or he couldn't. But he said like it, he, like the steering was locked. He couldn't turn. That's kind of scary. It's really un- unfortunate and it is strange. And Yeah. I mean, I it's know. a good spot for it to happen, though. On the yeah, track I know. You have a straightaway to just. I mean, there's a, another mile of track. Yeah. Yeah, to bail on. Yeah, yeah. But that, that, oh, that's what happened. Oh, okay. Super I figured he got taken yeah. out in that because if you look at all these. Uh, Everyone posted on YouTube. There was like five or six people that got just taken out. Well, like you guys... bo- it looked like bowling is what it looked like. <laughs> like right in front of me on the back straight there taking the right. I just I thought, you know, everything was gonna go smoothly and then it was two people in front of me and then Yay, I'll join. Yep. And that was probably the the biggest spin I've had because I was going a lot faster. That that right hander is yeah, a lot that's... quicker than you know, the final left. That's probably the fastest point of the track going into that braking yeah. zone. It's definitely the Love fastest that. part yeah. of the track. Um, yeah. And that really uh, set the rest of that uh, that race up because uh, I think um, – Well, you got to admit people... you had some fun racing from, you know, like what, 15th to the – Yeah. Where did well, you end up finishing? Well, what's funny is 11th, which was uh, okay. I think out of 22. The funny part about it is I, I assumed I came in last. What? Yeah, what? because I cause I spun out and I'm way in the back. And it's it's as I was going back through the field, I didn't, I don't really remember passing anyone. It's so weird. You it did? Oh hell yeah, you it did. It just happens. It just happens. You know what I mean? You don't because I do remember seeing Dave. Yes. And I was like, well, that's weird. I'm like, I'm not at the front of the pack. So what happened? You know what I mean? I yeah, was thinking yeah, yeah. that. So I just was having fun with that because I was trying to watch his lines and stuff like that. And um, I don't know. I, I I'm not. It's funny because everybody I feel like gears it differently there, which makes it fun. Everyone's got different power bands all throughout different parts of the track. Yep. And you can really see where you're faster and where you're slower. It's, And that's what makes it so much different for me because I'm used to just driving the, the rental drive. Or drive. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same. Is, Everything's exactly. the same. This is like, all right, I'm faster here, so that means I got to get the best placement. But I don't know. I would love to know what like uh, Rick Brown and what they were running for gearing because those guys, um, at, what was it, Archibald up front? Ryan Archibald. Yeah. Because yep. they were running considerably quicker than everyone else. Yeah. And yep. I'm curious if they were getting more top end or were they going with more grunt? Cause I I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. If I was racing with you guys this year, maybe I'd have an idea if I uh, was up there running with them. But, yeah, uh, I never once made an uh, effort to uh, tell Arturo to change the gearing because I kept running faster. And it felt – I like having power and speed through the turns. Me too. Because I, yep. I, I never once in the two times I've been out there, even in practice, no, no one's ever just – gone by me on the straight right so then what's the point right yeah if you're not I getting mean, walked on the straight then why would you 
who cares if I'm banging off the limiter for correct? You know. Well, I mean, yeah. When I did World Formula, I think one of the things that was always, you know, uh, advantageous for me is I thought exactly like you're thinking right now, because <clears throat> it is a class where you do abuse the rev limiter, <clears throat> right? Because there's not enough RPMs in the motor to make it so that you can use a whole bunch of RPMs throughout the range and make it work. Because if you're below like. I don't know, 3,000, 4,000 RPM, you're still below the clutch bite point. You're not fully, right. it's not fully biting yet. So the way you have to gear a world formula is so that it's always staying above that four grand, whatever it might be, so that you're always at the bite point or above it. Thing is, you only go up to now seven grand. So you only have three or four grand to play with. So in order to stay above that point, you you basically gear the cart so that it will hit the rev limiter. Okay, but here's the thing, and this is why I still think that whatever, I don't even, I should have asked, I don't know what the gears were in mine, but um, the setup that is, but uh, I think if you're at, if you're on the rev limiter through the turns and and all throughout the track, I mean, obviously, once again, as long as you're not getting walked everywhere, I think that's optimal because you're at max power all the time. Yeah, but, it then, felt, but then you would get walked. Yeah, well, that's but no, but that's what I was saying. If you're not getting walked on the two long straights, then yep. you know you've got at least enough gear. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm arguing, but I think right. you're going to a bit of an yeah, extreme. I'm, yeah, no, no, I'm just saying I think it was just right, is what I'm saying. In okay. other words, yep, there was more time to be made in the corners. Yep. Um, sure, if I geared it taller, I could have maybe had more speed on the straights, but I I think you're compromising through the corners, and I think that. I don't. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I would love to I mean, uh, next time around do, do it differently. But yeah, I mean, give it a shot. Go up a re- go up a tooth in the rear and see if more even more acceleration would do you good. Um, I mean, there's there's some guys that will go to Canaan, even New Hampshire, even F1. They'll be like, you know, I'm, I I try to gear it so that at right. the end of the straight, I'll have a little bit more than you, so I can get you going into the first corner. And it's like, all right, I could see where you want to do that, but it's not gonna happen. Right. It's not going to well, make thing. sense. Yeah. Maybe it would happen. But even if you gear yourself to be faster at the end of the straight, you're going to be slower everywhere else. Correct. My gear ratio, which is aimed more towards acceleration, is going to be faster than you on 90% of the track. So, what's the purpose of concentrating yeah. on one straight when we have to run these weird gear ratios where you smack off the rem litter and have to stay above clutch bite point? It's, yeah, no, it, I agree. And also, I think it has to, what comes into play is the amount of power for a world formula is that is such a sweet spot that you're never overpowering the rear tires for the most part. I would set my cart up to do it. I, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I would. I love having a loose cart, so I would just make it so I could actually use the throttle to, to rotate the rear. Oh, okay. Well, I would, I would have fun with it anyway. It was Maybe it's another part of my... But I guess what I was just saying is you, you don't typically have to worry about too much no, power. No, you, you don't have to worry about formula. spinning out. It's not really like right. you're going to get on it and go like, oh. Right, just go right around. It's not like when we, you know, when I saw the shifters uh, coming onto that front straight, mm. they were just like, "Oh, holy shit!" Yeah, some of them guys drifted out to the to yeah. the outside wall. That's yep. unbelievable, and that that is such a slow, maybe twenty five miles an hour right there, maybe less, uh, you know, through that little kink, maybe and then all of a sudden, yeah, then they're boom up to sixty five pretty quick. It's yep. uh, well, really quick. <laughs> yeah, and there was a Super. there was a, a wreck there that was uh, pretty scary. I I heard up. it. I heard it from a distance. I didn't see it happen until I saw it on video. Yeah, I'm not familiar with who it was. I know it was uh, um, one of DRT's. Uh, I uh, want to say it was Marcelo. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Team DRT. You guys can uh, go in the comments and correct me. But I think it was somebody coming out of that last right-hander spun. And I believe it was Marcelo. 
came out of that corner as well and thought he was going to miss the spinning guy didn't like clipped his right oh, rear yeah. tire sent him into the and then sent him into the wall and you could see from the video the right rear of that guy's cart is just like bu- 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 like the axle screwed it, it's oh off. i saw the impact i mean he went right through the uh plastic you know yeah false that's, wall that's why those barrier. plastic barriers are there to... well oh without it he probably would have been severely injured yeah i mean yeah because it's just armco there and yeah, armco and go-karts don't really work very well no no mm-hmm. i mean they barely they don't work well with race cars as we've seen but um <laughs> yeah so that not. was nope. that was a hell of a time uh you know it was uh it was a lot of fun i'm looking i'm forward glad you to... got out there and did it because i've been talking to you for yeah. years to like buy a car i was so nervous and do this i was and that's why i think i spun during those situations where i got caught up but the the good part about it was i never once caused any anything i didn't uh do anything really um like i was saying i was i was really nervous about i thought i would be doing this the whole time yeah yeah and i mean i would give a quick glance but um you know, I didn't bump the wall like somebody else, uh, you know. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. that in a second. <laughs> um, but it was uh, overall a great weekend, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to do as many as I possibly can. As so. you should. As you should, because you're, you're freaking good enough for it. it if was you didn't so have fun. any spins, right? Let's say you didn't yeah. spin in the, free fi- the, in the pre-final. You probably could have gotten a top five. Yeah. And then from that top five, who knows where you could have gone if I'm you just, just kept trying, I'm trying if to you get Because uh, I was watching you and Dave throughout the race. And, like, you stayed about the same distance away from Dave the entire time. Dave won the pre-finals, so you had that kind of pace yeah. to actually be fast. You yeah, could have gotten a trophy I, out uh, of it, dude. I, I just want to— I, I know it's frustrating, but you have to go through these moments and yeah. learn from them in order to, to finally get those podiums and finally get those wins if they are within your grasp. Yeah, no, I'm, that's the thing. It's I, I can't even—the uh, excitement, it was just so awesome. But, um, yeah, so now that I got that out of the way, it's kind of like, all right, now focused on, uh, you know— Racecraft. Yes. Going faster. Yep. You do have to learn New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Yeah, and you got to learn it quickly. You don't get a friggin' day to, you know. No, we don't have the practice day like we did for Canaan. No, it's just going to be a. uh, You should watch some videos. I can send you videos. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch the uh, onboard videos. Um, Yeah. That's changed, though. Like the last time I was there a few years ago, I'm pretty sure they've changed the. um, Well, there's a new new strip of pavement. So there's no no longer. Is that good? Oh, yes. Very good. Very good. Um, Remember how we used to go through the bowl, you know, yep, uh, yep. counterclockwise. Yep, yep, it would be a left-hander, and uh, and then we would come up the car track and then do like a one eighty hairpin mm-hmm. to get back to the access roads. And there was always crashes there. Yeah, it was. It, it sucked. It was like a seven mile an hour corner. I bet you it was not even ten miles an hour. I. I it, I never liked it. I don't think anybody did. But I think it was, people just go into it too hot is what it looked like. I mean, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They would do what you were doing when you were avoiding a crash, except they were just trying to make a corner and then slap the rears and all of a sudden whoop, uh, come around. Yeah. Um, nobody liked that corner as far as I know, but it was what we had to deal with. You know, it, it's New Hampshire it's Motor Speedway. The they, they give us, you know, the track to race on. So then what What did they change by so paving now, it? That, so that now way. instead of doing that hairpin. They paved a new section of pavement to kind of cross over like it's a 90 right and a 90 left. Okay, so it's like an S-turn? Um, like a chicane? It's a very <laughs> uh, squared type of S, but it's pretty cool. I, it's actually really cool what they did with it, especially if we do go that direction come two weeks. Uh, when you're in the braking zone to set up for the new strip of pavement, it has like a uh, – it's almost like Canaan where like the first little right hand kink is not what you're aiming for it's kind of like there's a second little kink that it's like a you know miss the first apex hit the second apex to get it it's really fun and then with you guys as soon as you get through there you can cross the start finish line and you're you're on it you take the left hander to get onto the uh, the access roads there yeah it's so a, it's, it's a good track now and now because of it um everybody's gear ratios are more extended because that that 
hairpin, you used to have to gear for that to just get out of it. Now you don't have to do that. Now we're actually doing higher speeds throughout the course because nice. we don't have to deal with that hairpin. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I like the fact that it's at a proper racetrack. There's drifting. There's other cool yeah, shit going on. Yeah, there will be other stuff going on. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's uh, fun time. Let's talk about my race weekend because yeah, that let's was do it. super interesting. You probably need to lead up to it, though, because... Uh, oh, yeah, I got I to gotta yeah, tell the whole uh, story, which, you know... I, I, feel, I feel bad for you. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, it was a well, lot of it was a lot I don't of feel work. bad for your outcome. F- you on that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody feels bad about my outcome. Yeah, no, I just feel bad about your cart that uh, is, uh, you know, on its way here on... Still on a boat in the Atlantic Santa Ocean Maria's currently. Santa coming here, I guess. I don't know. It's taken forever. Yeah, so basically my situation has been that I ordered a new cart and a new motor um, before yeah, the when season did you started. Open it, I mean, when did you order it? It was like November? End, end of last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah it yep. was. It was... And I just, it must be like just COVID shipping being as shitty as it has been that it, it's still not here. It's supposed to be here next week. I think May 18th or something like that. It's supposed to be here. But we had a race last Saturday. So obviously yeah. it wasn't here yet. The show goes on. As the show say. goes on. Well, I made them, you know, I, I made some moves to make it happen. So you had what, a Frankenstein of a vehicle. Com- yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. So what I had to do was I had to rent somebody else's cart, right? And I spent the weekend prior going to pick up that cart. Uh, it was Ray Leonard's cart. Shout out to Ray for letting me rent the cart. Very much appreciated. Currently, its value just went up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I got another trophy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't even know how many trophies. Put Ray. a kill on it. A hash mark. Ah. I don't know if third <laughs> no. place qualifies for that, but <laughs> another one down. Yeah. That's no. like counting AFC championships. Now you don't do that. But anyway, right, right. So um, Ray is currently. Uh, held up right now because he broke his leg so he's not driving oh. the thing which opened Is up that a carting accident it was a one-wheel accident a one wheel yeah you know those one wheel things that you stand on either side of the wheel and you lean forward to go that way lean that back lean oh back. man he he loves those things well unfortunately Isn't that a segue no it's not a segue okay it actually it's it's like a go-kart tire it's basically the same as a go-kart tire that but it's, goes it's electric powered right electric powered yep it's a battery those all are a bad idea <laughs> was that what you were riding that time we were um at um we were biking that day with ismar and you yeah. all of a sudden were like hey guys watch this and you pull something no, out of your no that was me. that was my you pull long. something out of your trunk and i just saw you from afar go launching over my car it looked like from afar and then into a bush <laughs> no. what the hell were you on that was my longboard Oh, longboard. Yeah, yeah, I came down the hill way too fast. So there was four wheels on that, too, There was four wheels on that, yes. So anyway, he loves those one-wheel things. Unfortunately, I don't know the specifics, but he had an incident on one that broke his leg recently. Jesus. So uh, I think George Perillis told me about him having the cart you know, available for rent. And the reason I wanted to rent his cart was because he was going to take the motor off of it because at the time, my motor was expected to come in the week mm-hmm. before the race. Right. So at least my motor was going to be in, even though my cart wasn't going to be in. You want to break it in, most importantly. Most importantly, yeah. I wanted I wanted to get it on track. I wanted to kind of try to get familiar with it. You know, if it's going to be my machine that I can rent, or my machine that I can run, even yeah. though it's not technically my chassis, that that's cool. So when I went to go pick up Ray's cart, he already took his motor off of it, which was cool, and everything that went with it. So I didn't have to worry about, like, keeping track of his motor or anything like that. Um, I was a little bit concerned because uh, when I was at Ray's shop, we put it on the ground to see if I would fit in it. And I, I was already assuming the seat's going to be too big for me. I mean, look at me. Every every seat that I've ever sat in that isn't my go-kart is too big for me. I need, I need a 
a size three seat. So you need one of those X one seat cushions behind you. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, except those aren't readily available at the track. Oh, well, there's probably a whole bunch of them over there uh, hanging out. That's true. All right, let's not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't fit in the seat. I was like, whatever, I got to deal with it. But he's also over six feet tall, so he has the extended front porch on the front of it. Oh right! You so I me, was yeah. kind of like you know when I was sitting in you it, you were really I had to, laid back. Yeah, you know, stretch out my legs. Proper to Formula reach. One positioning. Yeah, you know, I think legs even above form- your heart. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not, not that bad. Okay. So I was like, whatever. This is the way I'm going to be able to go racing. So this is what I'm doing. So I brought the cart and my trailer to George's shop, so that as soon as my motor came in that week, Jesus. he could just slap it right on. So I go home for the week, work whatever. Come we come Friday. And on Friday, my motor comes in, and George is able to put it on the car. I'm like, all right, sweet. So I'm going to come to your shop after work and uh, pick it up, which I do. And we decided that um, we would at least put the seat that's going to go in my cart into Ray's cart temporarily so that I would be sitting in something that fit me, which was awesome. And it's the Oh, so you did have your seat. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, but it also added a little bit of work that I had to do that Saturday morning because now I have to get the seat ready and mounted. We like basically. But wait, if it was your seat, why were you drilling holes into it? Why did it need that? You would think it would have already had the holes from last year. Right? No, 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 no. It's 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 my seat, but it's new. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. The, the seat I have from last year is in my old cart. It's okay. it's not mine gotcha. no more. So we get that on there, and he's like, uh, you know, the battery the battery cradle was like at a forty five degree angle like this, and he's like, ah, you're gonna have to figure that out. And I understand why he left it like that because I he had to put four of those motors onto different carts that day. So I'm I'm not surprised that like you know he, he just left it that way for easy uh, yeah for me to figure out yeah. which understandable if you're gonna be doing four engines in a day and you got to get them all out because the race day is tomorrow whatever um, so we got my seat in there and then the holes were already drilled to where it was at least gonna sit in the mounts but I still had to drill holes to put my weights on there and figure out the battery and then I also needed to put a chain guard over the chain oh yeah which is something I've never done for the two-stroke motors anyway. For the four-stroke motors, it's kind of cool. You can get a chain guard that just mounts right to the motor, right above the clutch. And that, that's kind of it's kind of simple, but it works. And, you know, it's all these things I'm taking into consideration before race day Saturday, and I'm like, hey, whatever. This is what I'm signed up for to, to do. So uh, get there Saturday morning, and I'm like, I don't know, seven, eight deep in the line to get into the track. And I'm sitting there like, you know, every minute that's going by is another minute. I'm not working on this thing to get it ready to go, but whatever. Eventually get in, get to my pit spot, set up my easy up, get the cart out there. And the first thing I do is I secure down the uh, the seat. I just had to put, you know, nuts on the other ends. It was pretty much it. And put the correct spacers and whatnot. So I got that going. And then my biggest problem, and it's so stupid, and I'm sure anybody else could do it easier than I did, but my biggest hurdle was getting the friggin' chain guard on. And like I said, I've never put one on for a two-stroke motor. It's always the simple things. It, well, yeah, it, it doesn't help that like I'm under the gun. It's not like I'm at home. Yeah, I, I'm actually still just impressed by the fact that you managed to do all this because you you got up, first of all, you skipped over that. What, what time again? Like four? I got up at quarter of five to get to the track on time. From a hotel. I mean, we're yeah, at Yeah, meanwhile, hotel. folks, I... Uh, we split a room over at the uh, the, the the quality inn, the quality inn, which yeah. is uh, yeah, real quality. And uh, yeah, he gets up at four a.m. and I'm like, yeah, no, I'll see you in about three hours. The luxuries <laughs> you get for renting your own, you know, yeah. somebody else's cart that you don't have to worry about. And I thought it was early yeah. <laughs> when I got up. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, talk about under the gun. Right. 
My um, God. So it was really dumb because they make these plastic chain guards, and it looks like the chain is supposed to like hug the chain, like get nice down and close to it. Yeah, and you then think that. the side of the chain guard has like a little half half moon cut out that looks like it's supposed to kind of hug the axle. So my initial interpretation was, oh, it sits nice and low right over the chain, and that's where it's going to sit. Anytime I tried that, like I would get the rear mount to fit. I'm like, all right. And then I would, I would swivel it forward. And then I would try rotating the rear axle, and the chain was just like, brrr, just rubbing along the chain guard. I'm like, well, that's not right. And so I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm getting like pissed. And so I'm like, well, I got to go look at somebody else's car. And I go, look. Is, the chain's lifting, right? As it's spinning a little bit, does it raise a bit? Just to... I bet you at speed, yeah, it's, it's wiggling around enough yeah. to, to hit. But like, that wasn't the problem. I went and looked at somebody else's cart, and their chain guard was like a good, I don't know, three or four inches higher than where the chain sits. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I just it has to be over it, but it doesn't have to hug it. I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I kind of remount the little brackets that the chain guard's gonna to mount to, and I get the rear one to make sense again. I'm like, okay, and I swivel it up front, and it looks like you know I'm, I'm rotating the axle. It's not hitting now. I'm like, all right, cool. But it was just one of those things where I'm under the gun. I'm by myself. It's the first time I've ever mounted one of these things. And the way the Rotax exhaust comes out make, makes it really awkward for me to, like, get my hand around with a nut and try to put a bolt through. But then the of bracket course. the bracket that I'm trying to mount swivels and moves when I'm trying to, like, keep it to sit still. And I'm like, what? And I'm trying to get it all going. I bust my knuckles. I bust my knuckle pretty good. And I'm, like, bleeding over the cart, bleeding on, my, on the exhaust. <laughs> and there was... Dude, and then the driver's meeting starts, and it's like, oh, my God, the driver's meeting is already starting. I'm not even done yet. I have to run over to the driver's meeting because it's mandatory, and I'm just sitting there just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And Mike is talking and doing his driver's meeting, which he should be doing, but in my head, I'm like, come on, stop. We're all good, right? We can <laughs> I'm like, I don't care about the driver's meeting right now. I got to go over there and get, get things finished. And uh, as soon as the driver's meeting finished, I bolt back to my pit, stop, pit spot, and I'm still struggling with this thing. I, I, I'm sure I looked silly as shit. And now I'm getting pissed. I like threw my tools into the ground and I was just shouting at the top of my lungs, like, are you well, worst case scenario? Me? Just don't run it. Well, right. I mean, no, you can't do that because you got to go to tech inspection. All right. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get the thing together enough to, to pass tech inspection. And uh, I can't do it. And dude, I got real close to quitting. I, I got real close to it. I was, I was just thinking, like, I don't have to do this. I can just stop right now. And then I can just watch everybody else race and just have, you know, watch, watch everybody else Jesus. struggle. And I, but I was like, no, you didn't come here. You didn't pay to rent yeah. a car. You didn't, you didn't pay for your entry. And all the effort? Right, to just go like, nah, all set. I don't want to do this anymore. No, I came here to do this and race. And I understand it. it's going to take a little bit more effort than it would my own stuff. But you're here. You have to go out there. And so, you know, the first practice session starts. I'm still fiddle-fing with this thing. And I'm like, what? whatever. This is, what, this is how it's going to work. I guess I got to use qualifying to break in the motor. Which, that's the other thing. Like This motor's never even started. I got to start it, run it on the stand a little bit, and then run it under load. Although, afterwards, I was told by some people you don't even have to really run it under load. You can just automatically go out and, and, and fly, which I'm not used to with other motors that I've broken in. Regardless. Hmm. Um, so I finally get the chain guard to sit on there correctly. It all bolts in. It doesn't touch or rub when I rotate the axle. Cool. Now I still have to figure out the battery cradle that's over at an angle. And it's it was kind of weird because like they make these cradles for go karts. It shouldn't have not fit. It was kind of weird. Yeah. And I'm I'm under the thing. I'm like, why they make these things for these go karts? Why isn't it f***ing fitting? And I'm like, I'm just getting pissed again. And thankfully there was these uh, these two new guys that were pitted right next to me. 
who were who were awesome and they came over and helped me out and there was uh the one guy uh mike he came over and, and just having his set of eyeballs on it he's like look if you get the uh the rear mount to to sit on the chassis you know go through you know you get the bolts to go through the holes that's cool I know the front one won't go through the correct holes for one of the bolts, but look, if you go through and then you put a washer and a nut, and I'm like, yes, you're a genius. It'll work. So we got it to work. And then now it's like five minutes from qualifying. I still don't have my weights on there. I still don't have my transponder on there. And I'm just like, well, I got to break in this motor still. So let's just go out there. It doesn't matter. I'm going to qualify last anyway, because I got to run at like, you know, half speed to break in the motor. So... It doesn't matter if I have any of those things on. Just don't classify me. You can disqualify me. I'm starting at the rear. So whatever. I go out, and it's funny. I was told to run it up to 10,000 RPM, bring it back down. Run it up to 10,000 RPM, bring it back down. Well, my Micron wasn't picking up RPMs. And I'm like, great. All right, cool. So another obstacle. I guess I got to guess where 10,000 RPMs is (laughs) and come back down. Then guess again, then come back down. And that's exactly what I did. I go out there from the back. And I'm just running all alone for like four laps, just doing my vague 10,000 back down. Vague yeah, so you're waving everybody by. Well, right. Once, once people started catching me, I was waving people by, trying to stay off the racing line as much as I could to just let people who are trying to put down, you know, a, a hot lap, get their hot lap in without being, uh, you know, not distracted, but, you know. Without not, being like Nikita Mazpin or whatever. Right, right, you know, right. Exactly. Not being Lewis, like yeah. that guy. <laughs> and getting in the way and impeding people's laps. So... I did a pretty good job, and even uh, Lee Kamara, he came out to me afterwards. His initial question was like, you got a problem going on? I'm like, nah, I was I was breaking in the motor. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. You were doing a decent job, you know, passing people by. I'm like, oh, well, I appreciate it. And then I even asked him. I'm like, hey, look, I ran it on the stand. I did it just now with the break-in. Do you think I'm all set? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're all set. You can run it at full speed now. I'm like, yes, all right. I go up on the scale just to figure out how low I am on the weight because I still got to mount my weights. And I was like 20 pounds below. I'm like, that's fine. That's kind of expected. Uh, go to my pit. Now the pressure's kind of off because now we take a lunch break for an hour. Yeah. And it wasn't even from when I got off the track. It's a lunch break from the last class to the yeah, It seemed the like a long class. lunch break. I think we were doing well on time. Yeah, we were doing well. Because the really morning well. went much quicker and everything else. Yes, so. yes, yep. Um, so now I can use that hour to, I mean, I ate a little bit of something, but I was using it really to get my uh, weights mounted. Which is kind of an awkward process to do by yourself, but thankfully the two guys uh, next to me it was uh, Kevin, who was the driver, well, and then Mike, his. Uh, so his funny, you guy. said you're using diving weights. Why don't they yeah. have like ones made for karting seats that just th- bolt on a lot more simple? I and- think because the diving weights just work well enough that that's what's used universally, <clears throat> as far as I know. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just lead hmm. weights that just happen to be diving weights as well. We do have to do some specific things to them to make them work for go karts. Um, I don't know if you noticed, like the ten pound weights will have like a slot in them, and they still want you to drill holes through the middle of them and then do bolts through the holes instead of the slots, just because they they can still move and invite. They want yeah two. You need two attachment points to. Yes, it. yeah, two bolts through a ten pounder and then one bolt through a five pounder. Double nut at least the bolts on the ten pounders, and I double nut the ones on the five pounders too. You ever has anyone it. ever come off? Have you seen one on the track? Like, I am guilty of losing a weight, really, and unfortunately Oof. took out Jim Janelle's uh, floor pan. Oh no way! Yeah. So what happened when you hit that? Did you just go right over it, and it kind of was like it like it? well the, the floor pan they're they're kind of soft. It just bent it all up, but it also like bent up one of his uh, his little stub axles there. 
I was like, ah, and then Mike Kamara was at that race, and he's like, you need to, you know, you should have drilled holes for these weights, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt all guilty and shitty, and I go up to Jim, I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, I didn't mean it, you want me to buy you, you things, and he's like, no, no, it's okay, and Jim's a good guy, so uh, that was another race. Anyway. You know what, I, why don't they just have little mounting holes right on the chassis, so they're lying lower down, yep. and it, you would think it would just be an easier solution than mounting it on the seat, because... Uh, I remember I've sat in some of those seats when you have the little things sticking through. Like, I'm lucky. I don't need any weights. Well, I'm not lucky. I mm. gained some weight, so I don't have to have any, add any weight. And, uh, yeah, you get that little, like, hump. I mean, I know the bolt has that, like, flattened or yeah, that rounded piece to make it a little nicer, but it's yep. still not the most comfortable thing. I don't you know? feel them when no. I'm racing. No, it's not It's not the worst thing I used for me to get, anyway. Um, what do you call those? I Welts. Get the, the bump. Yeah, you had yeah. a word for it. What was that? Uh... Yeah. I get well, anyway, a, it looks like you got punched really hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get one on my spine on the right side. Yeah, I didn't get it. And any. actually, it, uh, it's kind of there permanently now. And I went and saw the doctor for it one time. Oh. And they were like, uh, You're just you're morphing into a race car driver. Yeah, exactly. I, had the perfect, I got such a screwed up posture, but it is from just sitting like this all the time. And uh, yeah, I'm basically, I'm the perfect, uh, the perfect body for a race car driver now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Take that with a big grain of salt. But um, that's just the tequila talking. <laughs> yeah, it might be. So get the weights. Mounted. This is not coffee, by the way. It's yeah, that's not coffee at all. <laughs> As you can see, by the way, it's sweating like that. Um, <laughs> so. We get the weights mounted thanks to help from uh, Kevin and Mike. Yeah, I didn't help, by the way. I would like to add, I came over and I watched, and um, that was it, really. Yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, I mean, at that point, I was like, I actually had no idea the pain and suffering you were going through in the morning. I feel really Nobody bad. Nobody did. Nobody did. I was I kind of I feel really bad. I, I mean, I, I kind of wish I could have... I, could have came over and helped. I, don't know. I just didn't even. Well, like with the, I didn't even. I don't know why. I was just so. I was being the first time for me, even though I didn't have to do shit. Yep. I was still like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? You know. I can remember I kept asking you like, what do I do? I, like when I go out, he's like, dude, it's racing. You just do what you hmm. know. You know. And it's like, but I was, uh, you know. Anyway, so sorry about that. It's no <laughs> problem. I don't even know. Well, like when I was doing the chain guard, I think that is a one man job. I don't know what somebody else would even uh. done. It's just awkward. Regardless, yeah. so I finally get the weights mounted on there, which is great. I put 25 pounds on there, considering I was 20 pounds low. Um, transponder gets on there, which was easy enough. And so, like, now I'm, like, good to go racing. Like, this is cool. So now I'm actually ready to go racing. And this was – so, wait, you were ready by the time of the uh, – what the is it called? The pre-final. pre-final. Is that yep. what they call them? Even though it's really a sprint race, it's pre-final. Okay. Well – Pre-final. F1's copying the, the idea and calling yeah. it a sprint race. <laughs> well, that's what I, yeah. I actually do like it. I like that. I think it's cool. I do like that setup. I like it how you do. It gives you a chance. I like that you qualify yep. sprint race. And I don't know how I'm going to like it with Formula One, but for karting, I think it was great. I liked it. You get more track time. You get two races well, out you, of No, day. not even that. But it's like if if you botch your, your, your timed lap, you yeah. have a chance to get out there and don't spin. Right. Don't do what and, you uh, do. And, uh, and just, yeah, get, you know. Well, anyway, get to your, like, because you, yeah. So, well, wait, so now we're into the pre-final. Pre-final, okay. yes, and I'm starting. Because actually, this I don't think I, I saw. Okay, so I'm starting last place because I was, you know, going slower right. than anybody out there, which was 18th. So I'm starting 18th place. Which is, that seems like a big grid. It almost was a pretty, as many, almost many uh, hooligans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good grid. It's actually more than I'm used to seeing for the, uh, the tag stuff, which was cool to see. A lot of new guys, I think. There's a lot of guys out there I never recognized. Seemed like a good class, though. 
Yeah, yeah. Not- never, I never really seemed very uh, skilled. There wasn't any boneheads. No, 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 no boneheads <laughs> at all. Um, so we we come across for the start, and I get like an amazing start. I just I got on the throttle kind of early, but also kind of half throttled because I didn't want to run in the back of people. You start in the left lane, right lane, left lane. And I like going into turn one, I probably got like three or four guys in the outside of turn one and then zipped to the inside and got like another two guys going into turn two. Okay, so I did so, watch this. I remember seeing that. Yeah. So it looked like it looked like one of those like movies, you know, where it's where people unrealistically <laughs> pass people. You know what I'm It felt like about. a video. Like Days game. of Thunder where the guys are just Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Jimmy Broadband like going through this little video game. Yep. But that's real life. Yeah, it was awesome. So <laughs> I work my way up during the pre-final. I just pass people here and there, and then I was riding behind Ivan for a little <clears> while, which is a, another new kid that's uh, racing this year. And I was, like, catching him and, like, right behind him by the time the, free, the pre-final finished. And we were catching fifth place. So I'm like, this is really cool because I, I ended up finishing seventh in the pre-final, all the way from 18th to seventh. And I'm thinking, like, hell yeah. This is super promising. Yeah. I'm driving a cart that's way too tall for me. It's not mine to begin with. The tires on it had already been used for two weekends, so they were pretty worn out. Oh, that's out. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah so, everybody else, for the most part, had new tires. Yep. Yep. So I'm dealing with all these factors, and I picked up, you know, what would you do? 11 positions from 18th to 7th? That's incredible. And I was like, wow. Yeah. How many and laps I, I, was that? Not even, was it 12? How many is the pre-final? I don't pre-final? know. Is it even 12? I don't even no, know. No, it's Eight, not. Maybe? It's shorter. Than, I think it's less than 10. Jeez. So. Make it longer. <laughs> more track time um yeah skip skip the kids <laughs> yeah they put them on sunday <laughs> sorry no. that's, so that's the tequila talking so i thought for a quick second i'm like is there a podium that's possible right now I'm like nope 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 don't even think like that this is your first ever rotax race with the nhk no there's no way there's no way you're gonna get a podium then we go out for the final and i almost had like a repeat oh you know what? i gotta mention i was figuring some things out with this two-stroke motor as we were driving, there was a few times where I was like coming out of corners kind of half-throttle yeah. because I was just trying not to get the guy ahead of me. However, I noticed when I was half-throttle, I would have a lot of kick. And I'm like, that's interesting because if I came out of corners full-throttle, it would bog and just be like, and I wouldn't have any acceleration. I'm like, that's an interesting trait. And I'm wondering, like, is this my motor failing? Did I not break it in correctly? And now it's doing hmm. weird shit. But when I came in and talked to like multiple people, um, I think I was talking to Brad Danoff, and he's like, no, it's kind of rule of thumb, especially when a race starts, <clears throat> to go half throttle when you're at low RPM and then wait like a good two seconds before you're even full throttle. Yeah, but can, can you tune that out? That seems like kind of shit. I don't know. Maybe you can. I don't. I, it, it was interesting to deal with. It didn't feel like I wasn't getting full throttle when I was at the half throttle. It felt like all of it was there at half throttle. Really interesting, really weird to deal with. Hmm. Um, so <clears throat> I get another incredible start following brad's uh, advice i get another incredible start from seventh place now i'm on the inside row right before turn one got three dudes instantly i just pulled out a line and you just got by three dudes almost got the fourth guy to go for third place yeah so wait can i add one of the things that's interesting is you you know you you do have to be aggressive the beginning oh, yeah. of these starts yep. just like in formula one because it's the position, not as, the, it's not as bad as Formula 1. <laughs> no, not as bad, but you're really uh, – it's just a short race. I was surprised how short it really is, you know? Yeah, they are short. Yep. It goes by pretty quick. So you, you're blowing you're, – you're going right by everybody yeah. um, into turn two, and you're already steaming by. So you went – yeah, you went, what, three or four positions? I got three positions three. going into turn one. I didn't get anything out of two. But uh, <clears throat> I think I got, like, beside 
third place, but then he took off. And this is a weird thing with my class now, the tag class. You can run multiple, uh, you can run different engines. You don't have to all run the same engine. There's two, right? There's three that I know of. Huh. And there's what's probably the more. Or, well, let's hear. So there's there's the Rotax Max Evo, which is what I was driving. You have the IAMI X30, which. Is they, that what DRT is running? I think it was what the DRT guys were running. And then there's a Rock ROK, and I don't know hmm. what the difference is with that. Are these all sealed, though? You can't, they're. I think so. My motor is sealed, and I don't know if that's just a Rotax thing because there are some classes in the country that only run Rotax. Like that's just the motor class, and I don't know if you need to have the seal to run that. I don't. I don't. I don't being new to all this, I don't yeah. really know what all the all the rules are yet. But um, it's not like you had a chance to dyno yours either, just to see. No, dude. The first time it ran was on the stand like two hours before the final. <laughs> is that a thing though? Do people dyno like a new engine oh, yeah. just to see? Oh what yeah. Are they, they, um, they make dynos for go-kart engines, dude. That's cool. George has one at his shop. Yeah. So, um, what was I about to say? So, yeah. So, third place is catching second place, and I'm, I'm, you know, running my thing in fourth. And eventually, they swap positions. And then I start realizing after a lap or two, I'm like, I'm catching third. Right. Holy shit. And so, then eventually, I do. And for a good five laps, <laughs> I was a good race. Yeah, it was a great, really great race. I want to say the kid's name was it was Adam. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. I, I don't remember your last name at the moment, but I I never met the kid before the race day, so um, Adam, regardless. And I had a great, great race, and there was a good four or five laps or so where I would just ride behind him and stay behind him until the last corner, and then coming around the last corner. I well, run me through if you can remember those yes. corners. Just run me through those four laps because. From my vantage point, sitting by, um, you know, the front street, it looked like those three, four laps, you were trying the same thing. Like, you would... Yeah. So, you're going down the front street. You'd kind of get up on his right side. You'd get one wheel up on him, mm -hmm. and then back it out and swing back left and then get some momentum and make a run into the next one. Yep. Into turn two. And then yes. um, from there... It seemed like you would get a run on him, but it seemed like he would kind of pull on you getting out of there again. Right. And then you were back on his, uh, you know, in his draft again. Right. So he was running one of those X30 motors, and I was told ah, all day that X30. Good top end? Yeah, X30s have oh, the run. better the better top end. It's kind of like uh, anybody I was talking to was like, yeah, if you're running a Rotax, you kind of have to realize you're not going to beat the X30s. So I'm like, ah. Good to know just for the future, you know, whatever. Good to know for the future. I yeah. mean, I, I don't regret my motor purchase because I got it for like a grand yeah. off brand new. But uh, so that's exactly what was happening. I would come out of that last corner and be side by side with him. But then going into turn one, he'd already kind of pull a gap. Mm -hmm. And then I would slot in behind him. And I felt like I, I basically had him in the corners. Like every corner, it seemed like I could enter a but bit better. But he was better. defending great. He was defending great. Yep. And uh, it was eventually like three or four laps later where I pulled the exact same thing, except he didn't have nearly as good of an exit, and I really did. And we went through. So turn he made a mistake. You're he saying made a little a, bit. He must have made a small mistake, or at least just didn't didn't have the the oomph coming out of the last corner. We go through turn one side by side. We're still side by so side. You were on the exit. inside or outside? I'm on the inside. Yep, took him on the inside. So you did get on. That's right. Okay. Yep. And then going into turn two, I just you're set up already. I just sent it. Sent it in. And uh, took the racing line, and he uh, he fell behind me. And I thought for sure, I thought for sure, I'm like, we're at this long backstretch now. He's got that X30. He's going to get me at the end. Didn't. I think I might have seen him dive inside trying it, and I think I held Did the Did you cover outside. the inside line on that no, right-hander? No, no, you I didn't. Feel like you played the fast line. You I just played said, the fast I'm going to do the racing line. 
I think I've, I've discussed this with you before. I kind of prefer to be side by side on the outside of a corner rather than being inside. Because I feel like if I'm on the inside of a corner with another dude, which I, you know, I technically had to do to pass him, you get pinched. And I'm always afraid that I'm going to get pinched. And then when I try to track out, the guy outside of me is not going to. Oh, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. But yeah. on the flip side, you can also get pushed off the track. Correct. And so I, I mean, don't. I don't know where it, it's almost like. Yeah, I, don't, it's, I don't know if it makes a difference. It's no. It's no offense to any driver in particular. No, but it's, it's just, just like. Yeah, you're I don't, both fighting I don't know for the if this line. dude's gonna see or you know see me or track out at the same rate I'm tracking out when it comes to corner exit. And I, so wait, wait, hold on. So you. So when you're a pro, when when you're going down that back straight. Yep. Did he make a look on the inside? Yes. On the right hander, and yes. then. You were able to close the door from sheer speed and just turning in, or yes, because he technically pinched himself by staying so far inside that he. Wait, he made up. a ninety degree turn. Yeah, he made it. Well, yeah. not, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he yeah, made yeah. it a sharper angle Correct. radius than you. Correct. <clears throat> yep. So he made it sharp, sharper than it had to be for him. And I think we might have been side by side for a little bit, but I eventually just cleared out. And like I said, I was pretty quick. And with the like corners. you also said earlier, you can. As long as you got the car turned enough, you can skip that apex, the first one. As long as you've got well, it turned yeah. in. Yeah, you skip the first The whole apex. key is you don't want to un- understeer or, or wash out and not get the car turned. But once that car's turned, you're good. Yeah, and especially with the Rotax boy, motors. Boy, that curb is so aggressive. I, I remember oh, clipping yeah, you, it in you, uh, practice because I, you know, I forgot how wide it is compared to those uh, rental cars. Yeah. And um, that you do not want to touch those you curbs. No. Not even the littlest bit. They're way too aggressive. Um, yeah, hopefully they can fix that for it. I mean, maybe it's good because it yeah, keeps so people then, from I don't going off. If, yeah, it's you almost I mean? like bumper uh, bumper bowling. Well, it's almost like the uh, bumper walls at indoor places. They, it's kind of like just don't hit them. <laughs> yeah, because they don't really – they didn't cause a um, – like I hit them a few times, but it didn't cause like a, a big wreck. didn't break anything. Didn't yeah. even didn't even bump the undercarriage. So maybe they are good. Who knows? But um, anyway – so that's cool. So you you had, you fended him off, and then yep. how many laps? It was probably another that? three or four. I think it was four four laps to go. Maybe well, now after I'm that. not. Now this is seeming like a movie plot because I feel like this feels like a race of like a hundred laps here. I mean, it felt remember, longer. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. So we were just saying like it took you three or four laps to pa- you know catch him, then pass him, and then it was three or four laps after it. I mean, but it's funny because it all happened so quick. Right, right. And but yeah, that was a hell of when a. When I had to ride around. And I did. I, 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 I held third place, but it, dude, it you walked away a little bit. I think nah, was, you were, you walked away until you walked into the wall. Yeah. So one of the laps I'm, I'm doing the uh, classic. We, we laughed uh, at you by the way. Yeah. We all chuckled. Rightfully so you should. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was doing the Freddie Fawcett, just like, whoop, whoop, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> doing that shit a bunch of times. And eventually coming out of the last corner, one lap, I went like this, looking to my right to see where fourth place was. And then just felt like he was nowhere to be seen. I, I, don't, I know, I know. I get paranoid. I just I just look right, and then all of a sudden, dunk, and I'm like, oh, shit. And I actually smacked the wall a little bit, and then I could feel for the rest of you the race. You barely touched it. Yeah, you know? it was enough to make enough noise, and then it was enough to actually bend. <clears throat> could, you actually, so wait, you could have caused a puncture and yeah. lost that race. Absolutely. Like, you could have been in last. Yeah, I got away with murder with that shit. Absolutely. And it actually you got did, really lucky. Yeah, it actually did affect the ride for the rest of the race because all of a sudden now going down the straight, yeah, it was like brrr, like vibrating. I'm like, it's like going I, over the curbs the whole time. Yeah, I'm like, crap, I actually bent something. And I'm thinking like, this isn't my go-kart and I bent somebody else's shit. <laughs> but it didn't feel like it really uh, hampered my speed at all. And then I survived another two laps. And dude, coming around like that, that fast right-hander going into the left, um, in the left hairpin yeah. there, 
I'm like, I'm getting ecstatic now. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get third place in my first ever two-stroke race with the NHKA. And I'm just like, come on, baby, come on. I'm talking to myself in the helmet. Come around the last hairpin. You got to talk. I come around the uh, the last corner. I can see Rich watching me, and he's giving me, like, you know, a, a, an applause. Hemingway? I'm still, yeah, I'm still not recognizing it because I'm like, I got to get to the finish line before I can celebrate anything. I go out across the finish line, dude, and I'm just like, Oh, I Pumping saw my fist. I was so friggin' excited. I'm yelling, screaming in my helmet. It felt like a goddamn win, dude. Especially with all the crap I had to deal with in the morning. Absolutely. I I I still can't believe it. I still can't believe. Yeah, because you could have basically the weekend could have gone for you as a, a DNF. Do not finish. Well, from going finish, right? Exactly. You could have gone it, from that to It could have been a, D, a DNS. Yeah. Did not start. That, yeah, that's, that, that's that, kind of that, where it seemed too. like it was going in the morning. But dude, I I cannot believe how the morning went and then how through the work that I put in, I got rewarded in that way with a friggin' third well, place on should. the podium. Yeah, that was well Got deserved. a trophy out of the day. And, dude, if I had my own stuff, if I didn't have the problems I had in the morning, if I had fresh tires, I still didn't think I was going to get a podium that day. Right. I was like, there's no way. It's my first race in this class. There's no way it's going to happen. And then I have to go through all those circumstances in a very you know less than optimal way. And still pull off third. I was ecstatic, dude. Ex- I, dude, oh. the, the, I've won races that have not felt that good. Yeah, of course. I mean, the ones where you just uh, pull away and you never. Yeah, where you know, you just run by yourself in front for for a little while. Those are never too exciting to. I mean, yeah, they are because you won. But I don't know yeah. if I've ever had any of those. But sure, <laughs> I'm sure you had them in the rental stuff. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so yeah, that was a, a really good day, and uh, yeah. it's uh, it's it was a fun day, you know. Going uh, like I said, I'm glad you got out there, dude. I'm glad you finally raced. Yeah, it it's a you, lot more fun. So now, hopefully, you can correct them going into race two. Yeah, two weeks from now, which I know it's questionable whether you're gonna make it because of uh, the whole, you know, it's the holiday weekend, and you have. Yeah, I was a little bit um, surprised that they put it on the holiday weekend. To be honest with you, I'm not. It's on the Saturday. It doesn't seem like the worst thing if it's on the Saturday. If it's on yeah. Sunday or Memorial Day, I can, that that's. I'm still trying to go. Um, it's it's interesting also that it's already open. You can you can reserve a yeah, spot. Yeah, you can now. register now. Register now, yep. but that's all right. We still yep. get pay attention, folks. You can go to nhka.com or follow them on the Facebook page, and you can register for your race right now through uh, bikereg.com, which is proven to work very good for them. Uh, you do have to do a a seven dollar service fee for it. Um. But the only alternative. So wait, why can't you just pay, um, like there? Why do you need? I mean, why do they? Rec- um, I think it's just it's COVID stuff right now. Oh, okay. It's just so normally you rules. can actually normally, reserve a spot and pay the day of. In the past, you could come and pay the day of. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be a and problem. Skip the seven dollars surcharge fee. Yeah. It's only seven bucks. When it comes to racing. Look, it, I'm renting each time. Do you think I don't care? It's no. like racing is racing. No, Who it's cares? like a $500 day every I time. I racing, you, do you it. pay $15 for a new car. <laughs> so, you know, what's seven bucks? It's a coffee. Yeah, it's an expensive coffee. Yeah, just don't go to Starbucks twice a week or something like that. Yeah. Um, sure. So, so but, yeah, um, very, yeah, that was... very great weekend. I'm glad you had a weekend. I'm yeah, glad that I was had... a lot of fun. And we went out to, uh, where do we go? That was a great restaurant. I love that place. Oh, like the night cabin, before. Yeah. I don't remember, dude. We had the whole uh, DRT, DRT was there. DRT was there. And there was a twenty. It was like a giant seating, and we were the only people in the place. But they were so nice. Yeah, the food was so good. They were great. The food was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it really was. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. So that's the summary. It's worth. Of, it's uh, worth the three and a half hour drive. It is. It's absolutely. I mean, you go. You have to go racing, dude. 
That's what you get well, to do. Well, one thing for we you. didn't talk about was you forgot. What was the big thing I always said? Canaan's going to be a shitty track. And the first thing I said after I ran it, I was like, that was awesome. Good. I'm glad you changed it. Yeah, I was worried it was. I mean, listen, there's nothing that's going to match X1, in my opinion. Okay. But it was whatever it was it's an awesome track it is i do like it i mean i actually like i i've never done the full but i yep. i think the half is perfect because you've got two straights that are long enough yep yeah I, I can't see run me through really quick what other than a longer straight what is uh because i what 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 kind of is the difference is would you say it's uh more technical or less it's less technical yeah it's way less technical because especially in world formula it, a lot of it is there's only two places you ever slow down. There's only turn two and then going into the chicane. If they're running it, sometimes they don't even run the chicane and you just go right by it. I do it. remember the chicane, but the chicane was like full speed pretty much anyway, wasn't it? No, always? you got to you got to ease up for it a little yeah. bit. I've gone through it full blast before, but it's really sketchy and you end up hitting the curbs that are way too tall. It's it's not a good time. Um but yeah, the full course in a world formula, it's a lot more of a mental game. Than it is yeah. a uh, like skill based. It, it's skill based still, sure, but it's not as skill based as going through those tight corners and such in the in the infield. Yeah, no, it's perfect the way it is. I hope they keep it that way. I mean, I, I don't know why they made no, the switch. You should run the full course. Well, yeah, but you then get to I, do seventy something miles an hour. Well, then I'm gonna formula. have to have them. I, I'd have to change the gearing then, and then it's in my head. I'm like, oh, what do I, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> but no, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So what is a world formula? Will top out at seventy? You'll do more than that. You'll probably oh, do like cool. 75. Wow. So me and my Rotax will be probably approaching 90 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. And so then, what, what and are the, the shifters? The shifters over 100, right? Over 100 miles an hour. Yep. Those guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're psycho. Yeah, they, they're the true hooligans. Yeah, I'm sure it's a good time, but uh, man, just to... I think... I forget who I was talking to about this, but like the two strokes are the perfect amount of um, added power. Like you're in that sweet spot right now yeah. where... Yeah, Which great. You haven't really commented it that much on, but I mean, is the is it like a, a lot more fun? I mean, or what? What do you what do you get out of it? So, I mean, now that you've got one weekend under your belt with a, for me, yes, it is more fun because I did World Formula for four and a half years, right. and I had a lot of success with it too. And I I I hate to sound like you know like I'm bragging or anything like that. I hate to sound. Uh, it's okay. You can say it. You won a lot. Y- yes, I <laughs> I did win a lot, but it, it was. The part that's going to sound a little shitty is it was starting to get a little boring, if you if you get what I'm saying. It was, sure. I remember last year at the last race for the NHKA, um, we were doing a qualifying. I'm doing my hot lap, and I cross over to go down into the bowl. I look over onto the NASCAR track, and I see a NASCAR modified. And I'm like, huh. I didn't know you could do the, uh, the modifieds for the Rusty Wall drive. Dude, I'm doing my hot lap. And I'm looking over at the other track, just being like, "Oh, look at that!" You know, I'm not even paying attention anymore. Where did I qualify? First. Where did I finish for the race that day? First. So it started getting to a point where I was so used to. It wasn't even because I was finishing as well right. as I was. I'm just getting used to the speed of the cart, to a point where now it's it's not as much of a rush for me any, anymore. Yeah, I'm you traded in it. your eight, and now you're at a, a nine. Now you got a solid nine under your. Uh... A solid nine. No, I'm talking about like uh never mind. As if you had a uh, you know, hot little girlfriend, you traded her in for a hotter one. <laughs> okay, sure, we can go with that I mean, analogy. You, yeah, I'm still shocked you sold that cart. 
I tried to sell it to you first. I know. Looking back on it, I, I really wish I bought it. You should have. I have, your, I I have your old suit. It would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, you just following my footsteps this whole time. Hey, listen, that suit got me a win. That was rental carts. But nonetheless, that was the first time though I'd ever been in even a rental uh, race. Yep. This goes like back four years ago. I don't even know. And I won the race. Nice. And it was in your suit. Nice. Yeah, I have pretty some cool. good luck to myself. You Imagine how well you would have done in my go I know, right? That oh, won shit. four, you know, three. I won four times last year out of six races <laughs> that I did. So imagine how you would have done if you had uh, my go-kart. But no. Hey, but the one I'm driving right now is pretty sweet. Yes. So. Yeah, the DRT Maybe guys know, know what they're doing when it comes they to do. setting up a cart. So you're, you're in good hands. Yeah, it's... You're in good hands. This episode of the Formula Hooligan Podcast is brought to you by Newport Propane. Wait, wait. Now, Alex, does anyone even use propane anymore? Do you live under a rock, Charles? Well, I know you can grill with it. Uh-huh. But can you cook on the stove with it? Yes. Heat the house with it? Of course. Warm up the pool? Mm-hmm. Fuel my flamethrower so I can melt snow with it? All right, slow down, Charles. Well, what about when the lights go out? A propane generator will do you right. Okay, okay. So who would I talk to if I want propane in my house? Newport Propane, of course. They've been family-owned and operated for over 60 years now, so I'd say they know a thing or two about propane installation and delivery. Not to mention, they'll come out and give you a free estimate on any propane systems you're thinking about adding to your home. Sounds good to me. How do I get in touch with them? You can call them at 401-847-6878 or visit them online at newportpropane.com. That's 401-847-6878 or newportpropane.com. Newport Propane, proudly serving the Rhode Island area for over 60 years. Um. All right, so let's, uh, let's switch gears here. Yes, there have been... Two Formula One races. Yeah, and we had to actually, I don't know if I've got or something or what's going on, but uh, yeah, Portugal, I was like, I don't remember. And I honestly, I don't think there's really a whole lot to say. Um, <laughs> It was interesting for a little bit because there was a, you know, basically the race starts, the start was pretty cool because I think, I don't, oh, I'm starting to have a but I, I want to say Verstappen got the lead early and then Botas got it back. I could be totally wrong about that. But regardless, uh, Hamilton started third, eventually worked his way up to passing his teammate fair and square for the lead, which is pretty yeah. cool. Maybe that's why I like this race because I think I made a comment to you saying, furthermore, how it proves Hamilton is amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure that's what he, I gathered from that. It. Right. He absolutely keeps proving it. And it's a it. sweet freaking track. It's awesome. It's a great God. track. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny, though? When I'm watching it on TV, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of stands, like, for fans. I didn't see a lot of, like, yeah, I mean, obviously right now because of COVID, there wasn't anyone anyway, but yep. I didn't really see much. Um, like, I wonder where there would be probably, I guess, turn one. Front stretch, Coming down, yeah, turn one, turn huge. two. <clears throat> but other than that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think there's I much. Don't, I don't the, pay attention enough. It is more racetrack and more But that land. turn one is awesome. Turn one is awesome. It's so fast. There's a yep. nice sausage curb there on the inside to keep you honest. Yep. And then leading up into that second turn, turn two, you're kind of on edge the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you don't really want to track all the way out because you got the quick left-hander up the hill, gets light. Yes. Yes, yep. It's a sweet track. It is awesome. And they had the added uh, DRS zone, which made things interesting, too. Oh, so then wait, where was the... I don't remember. Where was the second so one? So you had the, fr the front stretch, and then you had turn one, turn two... Three would be the left-hander. Once you crested over three, there was a DRS oh, was zone a short there. one. And I didn't think it was going to be useful. But, but it was. Were, I think yeah, that's Yeah, there was a few times. Didn't Lando make a pass there? Was it a Lando? Lando may have, yes. But the, the more notable pass was when Verstappen later on in the race passed Botas. 
for second right. place. And uh, it was kind of interesting what Red Bull... See, it, w- it was a cool race for a little bit because maybe for two-thirds of it, the, the lead of the race wasn't guaranteed. There was still some strategy going on where potentially Red Bull could take the lead. It didn't work out that way. Mercedes had the better car, and they, they kept the lead. But they tried something pretty uh, pretty unusual where they kept Sergio Perez out for like 55 laps, thinking that once Hamilton, because he, he was in the lead with 55 laps, they were thinking once Hamilton got to him, it'd be hard to pass, so he could back him up so that Verstappen could That eventually... was it. I do remember that. You're right. Yeah. And it wasn't a, uh, a blue flag situation because, no, because he's racing he him. didn't pit and he was on the lead lap. Right. right. That right. was a good idea, but it didn't work out. It didn't work out. No, Mercedes got around him real quick. And then once Mercedes, once Hamilton got around Perez, that's when the lead of the race was like, all right, he's got it. This race And is then they up. went in. Max tried to get fast lap and did. Um, I th- Pretty sure. No, I think it was robbed by Botas at the very end. Because Botas did the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, by the way, isn't that amazing, though, how under pressure and they just succeed so well at that? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're going to throw some you know, some reds on there, and you're going to set a hot lap, and they just go out and do it like so well, easily. It's, it's got to be easy enough to do when most guys are out there running you know, 25 laps on a set of tires. That's not the softs. That's true. It's not you like know? qualifying where they're. Right. And that's right. In qualifying, you're usually going to try to set your fast lap on a medium tire. In Q2. That's what they usually do. Although I've seen a few times. But wait, whatever you finish Q3 in, you no. have to start the race on. No. Oh, they changed no, that? No, they changed that rule like three or four years ago. Oh, uh-huh. well, so that's okay. They made, it, they made it smart. So what it is is now you start the race. If, if you shit. make it into Q3, right, you start the race on the tires you qualified on in Q2. Okay. Which is pretty smart because now Q3 comes along and you can just go balls to the wall. It doesn't matter. You're not using that set of tires for the race. It used to be kind of lame because there would be teams. Yeah, whoever's. There would be teams who wouldn't even go out for Q3 because they were like, we'll probably qualify ninth and 10th anyway. So why waste a set of tires? We'll just start in a brand new, you know, a more fresh set of tires tomorrow. Ah, That's how they would think. Interesting, right? But that kind of sucks because then there's two cars not out there qualifying and you want to see 10 cars go as fast yeah. as they can. So now they have the rule where the Q2 tire is what matters for the race start. Gotcha. That's why you see a lot of the top teams will go out in Q2 on medium tires, not the soft, because they're pretty confident that they'll at least make top 10 for the Q3, and they want to start on the medium tire rather than starting on the soft. It seems like, though, the medium tire in a lot of circuits, it's it's the preferred tire. Yeah, it is. A lot of the drivers seem to uh, feel that way. Yep. It seems like the red, it just doesn't. Yep, and I remember for this race specifically, the Red Bulls were better on soft, at least throughout the weekend. And it seemed like they, they couldn't do shit on the mediums. However, Mercedes was much better on the mediums, and that's one of the reasons I think they excelled during the race and eventually took the lead and, and you know, won another one. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was an okay race. It wasn't my favorite race. Um, there was a few notable things that happened. You had Kimi Raikkonen on, like, lap two just runs his, into his teammate because he was doing the same shit I was doing looking back. He's looking in his yeah. mirrors and just kind of like, uh, and yeah, no, it's funny. When you watch it initially, you're like, oh, my God, how could it happen? What? And then you start putting yourself and realizing they're humans. Mm. And that's exactly it. He just – he clearly – it wasn't like he was trying to do something. He just he pulled it yeah, out. Yeah, he's looking in his – yeah, he pulled me. Yeah, exactly. He's just looking in his mirrors, and whichever mirror he was looking into, it just kind of pulled the wheel with it, and then – I do that all the time. Gosh, this is a bad – no, it's – what is it? so weird. You know, you – your your Big Mac and fries fall off the seat, and you go like this, try to pick it up, and then you <laughs> and turn you're the also wheel with steering you. with it. Yeah. It's like, 
Just hold it straight. They should make like a device that holds it in place. I think it's called a Tesla, actually, the autopilot. Right? The autopilot, yeah. It's what they need in cars so that you don't do yeah. that shit. Um, so, uh, yeah, but anyway, and then it's funny. They move right to Barcelona, which yes, is it was a double one of my all-time favorite tracks. Really? really? You yeah, like that one, I huh? do. I love it. I like driving it in the Sims as yeah, well. Yeah, well, that's it's what I good, mean. I've never got been to these tracks and been on them. You know? Right, right. It's got a really good flow to it. The problem, it the problem with Formula Passing. 1 for the last few years is exactly that. They've been trying... Well, they really haven't been trying anything except for this year to improve overtaking. What about why do they run the um, towards the end? They run that chicane, like the bus stop there. Yeah. The, why do they do that? I feel like you might get some more passing if they didn't. If they just, I don't know. Just took the sweeper. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why that. Well, all right. So one thing I well, heard, who takes the sweeper? Probably motorcycles. MotoGP. Yeah, yep, they they take it. Um, from what I've heard. I guess the sweeper is so close to the outside wall, in, relatively. That they're afraid that if Formula One cars whipping around there and then one of them screwed up, they would have a horrible accident into the outside wall. That's that's the fear. But yep, GPs, you know, motorcycles, fine. Motorcycles don't go nearly as fast as Formula One cars True. around corners, yeah, especially around corners. But there's a gravel trap. Yeah, gravel traps make cars flip. That's, that's true. Do. You're right. Um, it's kind of good for bikes, I guess. Well, the reason we have oh, it's like very good for bikes. The reason we Stops have the guy from going into the wall. Yeah, potentially. So the reason we have a lot of these parking lot tracks is because when it comes to a car losing control and going off track, asphalt is what's going to stop it better than anything else. Not a sa- not a gravel trap, and obviously not grass. But if they just go out and they're still on asphalt, well, they can still try to rec- recover the car. And it's even when they're sliding, it's they're not sliding nearly as fast as they would over grass or gravel. That's why a lot of these tracks are doing asphalt on the outside of the track instead of other elements. Um, and they don't have that at Barcelona. And I honestly don't think they should have it anywhere. I think you should have real punishments for going off the track. But um, Yeah, either that or they need to start enforcing the rules. But this is going back a couple of races. But yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, they're really funny this year with the, the uh, track limits. Speaking of track limits and stuff, um, not to get too off topic, but it's like I was watching um, – I don't know what what series it was, but it was like front wheel drive um, GT class cars, not even GT three, over at Coda, uh, and they they literally are four wheels inside of the curbing. They're going just like GT four, huh. I guess, yep. are over the curbs, like not even remotely on the track. And I'm like, yep. I mean, I get why they're doing it because they have full suspension. They're pretty much yeah modified if, street if you cars. Can straighten out a corner, but like, what about track limits? And especially at Coda where there's like it's a big parking, a parking lot, so then lot, why yeah. even go on the track? Just make it a straight goddamn line <laughs> and call it a day. Uh, I, you know what I mean? Like I, well, it, I, I was I, watching. I couldn't deal with it. I could not because they turned a, uh, the chicanes into a straight line. It was just stupid. I'll have to check that out. That's kind of yeah. Funny. It was but, the Fanatec series. It was like GT four. It was GT four class cars. Yep. Um, which I, personally I hate. I hate driving them, and I hate oh, really? watching I don't like them. them. No, they're understeer and they're slow. Understeery pigs, slow, oh, they wallop and wallow along. Yeah, I mean they're nothing. They're not that far from the street versions. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They actually had Rob's car out there. The MT, the M2 competition. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. That is pretty cool. It looked identical, like you said. It's yeah. very similar, except right. I think they they slapped like a spoiler slicks. on it and and put a cage in it. Yeah, and I'm sure tires and there's a little bit of suspension work going on, but. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just up to the sanctioning body at the track what they decide to do. Did you see IndyCar like two years ago, what they did with the second to last corner? 
no. at Coda, you would hate it. They just made it so that you could track all the way out onto. Oh no, I do remember that. And we yeah. actually talked about that. It might have been why we initially uh, thought about doing a podcast. By the way, because we were one of the reasons we were arguing about that. Yep. And, and I remember you're like, "Let's do a podcast, and we'll record it." As <laughs> five people, wait, what happened to our? What happened to our tally? <laughs> We've lost fans. No, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> we have a decent amount of fans, dude. Yeah, we're we're uh, we have um at least at we least should people go over. We know. We've got some plans in the works. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna constantly improve, especially with uh, COVID. Uh, you know, the mask mandate going away and and stuff like that. We're gonna plan on getting guests both virtually and in person. Yep. Uh, we'll have some proper uh, sponsorship going on and yeah, instead cool of, stuff. We have some cool yeah. ideas. We do have some cool ideas. We'll get to those later. We should talk about Spain for a little bit because, in my opinion, it was the better race over Portugal. And sure. Yeah. Well, the beginning was great. It was fun watching yes. uh, Max. Yes. And once again, Max bullies Lewis Hamilton out of a corner, which you know I still go like, eh, but hey, whatever. No, nah, that's what way, you got to do. It's the way Formula One works. Yep. Um, and, dude, I think Red Bull lost that race. It was entirely them. Cause, okay. Cause, so once again, we disagree. Go on. All right. So here's why Red Bull lost that race. And I don't see how you couldn't agree with me, but here we go. So Verstappen had the lead from turn one, right? And he never ran away. It was, Lewis Hamilton was always about a second away. I think at one point he lost a little bit of time. He was like three seconds away. And then towards the end of the first tire run, Hamilton was coming back. It was kind of like the, the, the uh, Mercedes preserved its tires better as opposed to Verstappen. I don't remember who pit first, but I remember when Verstappen came in for his pit stop, he was it was slow, right? He was it was like a four second yeah, stop. Yeah, it was slow for them, yeah. And then Mercedes had a regular pit stop with Hamilton. Yeah, but they also remember Max pitted way early. Lewis stayed out an extra like thirteen laps. That's true. And that's really was the set him up to gain the advantage to take the extra pit stop. But the, the reason I disagree with you, I'll let you finish. Yes, yours. let me finish. Because you're, you're just wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> Listen to what I have to say. So after the first round of pit stops, Verstappen retained the lead, right? And it was still yep. it was still Hamilton about a second back. So one, or he might have been a little bit farther back, but eventually he got within a second. So now we're like two-thirds through the race. And Verstappen and Hamilton, you know, their tires are relatively the same age. And Hamilton is, you know, catching, 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 catching. And he had every right to try to, you know, maybe try to get close, get DRS, and go for the lead and take it. But he didn't. Instead, he got within a second and then came into the pits with, like, 20 laps to go and took another fresh set of tires and now was responsible for making up the distance to Verstappen, which he did. Where Red Bull screwed up. Red Bull should have done the same thing. As soon as Hamilton came okay. in, yeah. Verstappen should have come around and then also pitted. So that now we're back to being even. To being even. And when they were even, Hamilton couldn't get around. He never really tried too hard, but he still couldn't get around. Okay, so then what you're well, let me just make sure I understand your point in perspective. <laughs> you're basically saying that Max had the pace if he had pitted the same amount of times in the same Basic time period yes. as Lewis. Yes. He had the pace to keep up with him. He had the pace to at least hold him back, hold back Hamilton. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He be go- Because it's so hard to pass there except for right. turn one. He would- that is a good point. Yeah. Right. You can you can hold a guy back in right. Formula One because you ruin their aerodynamics as soon as they get yeah. too close. 
that's what they had to do. Yeah, and they, dude, the, the the major thing that that proves this point is that this race, the rate, the, the way that this ha- you know ended up working out, happened exactly the same way in Hungary, 2019. I don't know if you remember that race, but in Hungary, the exact same. I shit. I heard him say that, but it I was, didn't. It see was it. the exact same shit. It was like 20 laps to go. If Verstappen in the lead, Hamilton catching. Hamilton comes into the pits, and then in 20 laps from like 25 seconds back, caught up to Verstappen and took the lead. So we already had a race that proved that that can happen. So why wouldn't Red Bull? There's a history to it. You're saying yeah. So why wouldn't Red Bull act differently instead of being like, ah, we'll try the same shit. Maybe they won't catch us this time. (laughs) And then eventually they did and got around them just, just like in Hungary 2019. It, it drove me nuts. I was like, why? Why did you guys do that? Because as soon as you know, Hamilton okay, obviously. Hold had- on, let's but reverse the situation. Okay. okay. Let's say Lewis and Mercedes did what Max did. I think Lewis still would have won on an old shitty set of tires it in Max's position. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is it was it was winnable, but they didn't win. You know if, what I mean? If if Lewis was if Lewis was in that situation where Max came would have managed the tires it. better, I think he just would have done yeah. enough. And I think you know, there's plenty of people right? that, that say like, "Oh, you know, Red Bull has the car this year." I don't think so. I think no, Mercedes, I agree with you. They don't. Mercedes still has the car, so yeah. If you revo- reverse the roles, I think right at that point maybe. So that's where I stand. That's why I just see sure. Lewis as as a foregone conclusion to winning the points for 2021. I hope. It's- well, you know, I like the guy enough. I want to see him break the record. Yeah. But- speaking of that, you know, we didn't even say uh, that was his hundredth pole start. Yes. That's his hundredth pole position. It's pretty cool. I'd like to have that sign tire. That would go he's, nice. He's here. got like ninety-seven wins, so he's almost a hundred wins into his career. Nobody's even close to that. I think the closest person has got to be Schumacher, and it's like sixty or seventy something wins. So the dude is just miles ahead of everybody on the record. Yeah, but it's books. like the uh, Patriots argument: who's more responsible, the car and the team, or him? I mean, you got to have. I the mean, right. you already know how I feel. I feel it's Lewis, but you got to have the right guy. He. Lewis puts in so many performances that are so convincing that he is the guy. And think yeah. about it. Oh, he is. Valtteri's nowhere close to him, especially this year. Valtteri isn't doing shit this year. He got one pole position. Lucky him. And then he didn't even capitalize on it. So let's put – if you put Botas with uh, like um, on uh, Red Bull, okay? Okay. Instead of Perez. Okay. Do you think he would do perform better, worse? Do you think he'd be up there with Max or No. Do you think I, he'd uh, fall way back? I think he'd, think be he'd pull a gasly and just go. Sh-. No, I think he'd be doing about as well as Perez because I still think he's he's got speed. Oh, Perez I, has the potential. I think he's going to yeah, put it together. He will. He's going to put it together eventually. Um, we had Ricardo in Spain finally put it together with the McLaren. He finished ahead of Lando, which is cool because the whole season he's Lando's been kicking his ass in yeah. the same car, which is really uncharacteristic because Daniel Ricardo's been like the dominant guy wherever he goes. Even when he was with Verstappen, he's been in Formula One for more than ten years, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, but he's he hasn't slowed down. These old down guys, yet. they're just not. He's not up. old. He's like 32, 31, I know. something like but that. But yeah, but compared to like Lando, actually, you know what's funny? So Max has been in Formula One for five years. I know he's only twenty-two. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It gets to be crazy, but um. So yeah, then all right, we kind of agree but disagree. Yeah. Uh, I just think um, Lewis still would have would have somehow won. But, um, right, if the roles are adverse, I could see Lewis still pulling it off. So what was the whole issue with the uh, flappy wing? 
Oh, yes. So this has been brought up recently where uh, Mercedes was claiming or at least noticing something about the Red Bull rear wing, how it would flex at high speeds, like get lowered down to the ground, basically making the car a little bit more slippery in, 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 you know, when going fast. Yeah, the wind pressing down, it would bend yes. it and flex it. Yes, and I have yet to show you the video, but there's a very good video. It's a side-by-side video, one looking at the rear of a Mercedes, one looking at the rear of Verstappen's car. And there's a grid on each video with a red line that shows where the rear wing is, is sitting. And you can see that the rear wing of the Red Bull moves down like a grid line or two in the high speed in the high speed straights. But I don't understand why that is even an issue. That's what racing is. The smarter team and engineers should have an advantage. I don't understand right, that. Right, but it's throughout, it's not like throughout a- the history of racing, dude, every time one of those advantages is found and the advantage is like blatantly better and blatantly, you know, you know, fishy something like that's how rules get created. That's why if you watched, if you would watch Formula One like 40, 50 years ago, a lot of the cars yeah, are they'd way... create the fan car. It's good for a year, then it's illegal, and then no, they move the on fan to the car, next, right? The fan car is a different situation, kind of, sort of. Damn it. It, okay. was, it was the team itself that decided not to run the car anymore. Um, but it was banned after one. Four race. wheels, right? One Wasn't race. that same situation? Um, there was the Terrell six-wheel car. That's what I meant, yeah. Yep. That ran for two seasons, and I don't even, I'm not even sure that was banned. I think that was also a point where the team was like, you know, it works, but... It's not winning too many races. It only won one race in the two years, I believe. Um, yeah, but if you watch Formula One from 40, 50 years ago, every car looks way different from each other because they had, you know, the, the sport is still newer. So all the rules hadn't been implemented yet from all the, you know, creative engineering things that were created because they try to make things as level as possible to make the racing as even as possible. Now, Formula One is still compared to other motorsports, fairly open because each each team has to make their own car, and that's kind of the attraction of Formula 1. Right. It's, it's not like IndyCar. It's supposed to be the best that you can create. Right, and it's not like IndyCar where every car is the same and like maybe your suspension can be a little bit different. It's not like NASCAR where every car has to be exactly the same and they literally spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to find you know a couple hundredths in a lap time because they, they can't work around the rules. There's so many rules that they can't really get too innovative. Um, so even though Formula One seems to be like that as well right now, it still is the more open, uh, sure. uh, except for like, if you look at like rally, not even rally, if you look at like the Baja 1000 or like some hill climb competitions and things like that, there's still unlimited well, classes. What about GTE, GT3? I mean, they're all completely unique. Think about it. They got a different power They're all plant, completely different... unique, but that's almost but a different the power is, Yeah. I mean, it's, um. Well, it's a different animal because they have BOP, balance of performance. So where each we, – we touched about this in one episode recently where we were talking about how with F1 now, yeah. if, depending on where you are in the points, you get so much uh, wind tunnel time. Oh, that's right. Yep. So BOP in, in sports cars is just – it's similar except they use ballast. It's something like, all right, because you did great last week in last week's race – your cars have to add yeah. another 10 kilograms of balance or, or ballast or whatever it might be. I think they even do things with uh, um, restrictor plates, kind of, sort of. Um, maybe not restrictor plates, but something to restrict the motors because, you know, you, you were faster on the straights than any other car last week. So, And BOP sucks because BOP can be like, oh, yeah, you did crappy last week, so this week you have to do this. Or it could be, hey – you guys qualified really well, so for the race you have to add five, you know, kilograms of ballast. It sucks. That's why you get sandbagging, Stupid. yeah. 
But you don't have that in Formula One. At least, I mean, you do have the no. wind tunnel stuff, like I said, but you still so have. So this flappy rear wing, though, didn't yep. apparently help that much. No, it's not winning them races, but, uh, well, it's won them a race, but it's not, uh, I think it's technically against the rules currently. There's something, there was some rule I was reading where, like, there's so many parts of the car that have to remain in the same position, whether the car is still or at speed. And I think the rear wing falls under that umbrella. Who noticed that? Mercedes. I guess Hamilton noticed it following uh, Max. What? It's Which like, is crazy it's like to think you because watching the uh, the other cars go by at uh, New-, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. What is Lewis doing looking at the wing? I mean, he had to follow him for a lot of laps, so eventually you would you might spot it. And it is crazy because when you watch it, I wouldn't have noticed it really happening unless that grid was put up on that yeah. video. So it is kind of nuts that he did spot it. Um, but yeah, I I think it's like I saw there was like a certain date they're gonna crack down on it and be like, all right, because I guess it's other teams that are doing it too, and they're like, no more, you can't do it no more. The, the wing has like to remain stationary. Limits. You can do it. You and can like, do it. All I, right, no more. In, in you know, kind of for your argument, I didn't think it was a problem either because if you watch any of the aerodynamic parts, they flex. You well, know what I mean? Front in particular. Yeah. yeah, the front wing. The front wing, you'll notice for sure, just like dips way down when they're going above 200 miles per hour, and then when they hit the brakes, the wings come back up, and it's just the natural flex on the on the front wing. Looks like the, a fish, the downforce. The gills. Yeah. So I don't know. It does kind of suck. I hate when they when they take innovation innovation away. Um, but like you think about last year, Mercedes had DAS, the dual axis steering, where they could move the wheel in and out and adjust toe. That was cool. At at, uh, at will, and uh, that was a funny one because that was discovered in testing. But they were like, "Hey, you can run it for this season, but next season it's banned." And they were like, "Okay." And yeah, because then they're like, "Okay, we'll come up with a new cheat, a new hack." You gotta. I mean, that's what. Well, all... that's why they pay these guys so much money right. is to come up with the hack for the year. And perform, and then next year do it all over again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that that's that's that that's is what Formula very One much is. What they do, it, well, that's what motorsports really. Is. Yeah, it's all motorsport. All all or race by do. race. Yeah, you still see guys in the MLB. They put pine tar in their gloves so they yeah, can they get the, all bl- the ball dirty, and they can throw you know w- wicked curves and shit like that. It's it happens in every sport because you kind of have to to have that advantage. You got to play with the gray areas and the rules to get that advantage. Um, I think I'm trying the wrong thing, though. I keep juicing before the races, and it's like doesn't do anything, you know? I don't know. It's not helping. I think that's— Putting uh, on the weight. I thought maybe I need to take the uh, protein shakes and everything. Yep, no, I think that's actually uh, perfectly legal. I don't know what juicing is going to help you out with. I guess you won't get as <laughs> tired. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there's— uh, As far as guys that do it in our in our karting stuff, in, in our club— I think we might even touch this on a previous episode. I don't know of anybody that does it, and it's kind of cool. You know, we, we have a very relaxed club as compared to some people that I under, that like I know Like in Europe? About. We're not killing each other? Dude, not over. even in Europe. So my buddy Kieran, who I was talking about, he lives in California. They do uh, dirt carts. They look like the winged sprint cars, mm-hmm. but they're carts. No suspension, but just with the huge wings. Sick. It is sick, yeah. And uh, my buddy actually has a rule that was written because of one of his modifications. He put... Three tires on the rear axle, two where they go, and one in the center, and there was no rule about that. Why? Because he wanted extra rear grip, and he said coming. I think he said like coming out of the corners, that thing was insane because he races him on dirt. So you got to have. How do you put a third wheel in the middle of the axle? I don't know because I don't know of a. So it's it's spinning wheel. It's not. It's free spinning is what you're saying. I mean, it's no. It's it's on the ground. It's on the ground actually launching the cart out of uh, corners. It worked. 
and then it was like banned the next but race. But it's powered too, so it's it's literally yeah. Because the chain goes to the rear axle. The rear axle has all three wheels on it, and they all spin at the same time. I'd like to see that. That's cool. Yeah, I'll have to show you the picture. He sent it to me one time. Uh, he's actually one of the guys that wants Once to come on the, the show. Once we get the TV up, we'll... yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to bring him on, and he can explain all about it better than I can. But uh, that sounds he, fun. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's doing that in races in California, and uh, like I was saying, I don't, I don't. We have a very relaxed club when it comes to those things compared to others. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, I hear about something happening in our club that gets uh, gets protested, and then every very very rarely do we have uh, uh, situations that come up where guys actually get disqualified because they're running illegal stuff. Um, I know there was actually a problem for the uh, the practice day before uh, the the race week that we had where a lot of guys are running the world formula or the two Oh sixes with, uh, unsealed motors. And, uh, you know, it's not a problem for practice day cause nothing's up for grabs. There's no points. There's no scores, but, uh, that was a big deal. It was like, Hey, look, you guys need to get your motors sealed inspected too. before it. Yeah. You have to get them inspected to have them sealed before you guys can race again. And they, I'm sure they all did because I didn't hear anything about that for this weekend. Um, but yeah, other than, other than that, I, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I got to figure out what uh, Ricardo Nunes is doing to his car every weekend. He's basically the main guy in in Tag Senior that I got to go up against this year. And he was just psycho. And once you get yours, uh, I think, sorted and you start qualifying better, you'll be Yeah, there. maybe I'll have a shot at it. And maybe it'll be better at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway as opposed to Canaan because he's got the Rock or the X30 motor that evidently is better at top speed. So maybe I, I would have something for him at, at the shorter tracks. Um, but I mean, he's, he's incredible. He's actually a guy that, uh, he might not even remember, but when I did my first pro league 10 years ago at X one indoors, he was in the pro league with me now, oh, no way. because it was my first year, I was garbage. So I would run in the back and then him and Jay Hanscom would always be, uh, racing for first and second. So, you know, I was nothing to deal with. He would just pass me with, you know, him and Jay would just pass by me and lap me all the time. Um, but now it's kind of all come full circle 10 years later and I'm back on the grid with him. I'm nice. not, I'm not finishing last place like I did when I first raced him, but, uh, no shit. he's still the guy he he'll race senior and masters. So he races two classes during the weekend and he'll destroy and win in both of them. So he's the dude I got to think about. And I, you know, maybe he's doing something. Maybe he's not. I mean, he's been doing it for at least 10 years that I know of and probably longer than that. So he's got the experience and he's always been kicking ass. So it could be plain experience and he's just that much smoother, that much better. It's like you when you were in world formula. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, but yeah, he's the main dude I have to think about. And I do have to wonder like if we can do anything to these motors, which I'm still not clear on yet, what's he doing? And I'm sure he's well, not going to, you know, if he's going to be a, a tight competitor, he's not going to tell me what he's doing. And fair enough. You know, if you want to be the guy that's winning, it's kind of how you have to treat it. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I got I to do some research and figure out. Uh, that's the fun of it. That's why you, you started. That's why. You, yeah. You, you know what? The, it's, new journey. It's, it's a new journey. It's a new challenge. It's proving to be a challenge, even though I did have success with the first run. But like now I do have to figure out these things. And I got to I mean, I'm. I didn't have any problems with my motor this weekend, which means I didn't really learn anything about my motor other than it's, you know, it's fast. It seems to be good and fast, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't change jets, which is something you have to do pretty often in the tag. And, 
in the tag classes, and I don't have any jets yet. I got to order them. It's kind of funny. You change you change the carburetor jets pretty often in a two-stroke motor, yet they only come with one when you uh, buy the motor. And there's like a there's like a range of ten of them that you can change out. So I got to figure out how to get the the range. Yeah, don't um, don't wait till race day for that one. I know. I, I I shouldn't have waited this long. It's a week later, but. Uh, so let's see. Let's hope you have your cart for uh, the twenty uh, eighth. Is it? Or? It's the 29th. And if That's my Saturday. cart, if okay. my cart is coming May eighteenth, well, no, it's landing in New York May eighteenth, and then it's got to go through customs to get to us, in Massachusetts. Almost, almost, almost thinking about going and picking it up from New York myself just to have it. But uh, what I've done right now is that uh, the cart I was racing last weekend is back at George's shop. And I told him the same thing. I'm like, look, when my cart comes in, you already have the cart that has my motor on it at your shop, and you can just quickly switch them around. So that's that's where I, I sit right now. Um, we still got a little bit of time. Yes. We and, shall uh, see. What I would love to do, and I, I should have the opportunity if if the cart does come in time, I should have the opportunity to go up to Club Motorsport and practice at their cart track the week prior. Now, how are you going to do that? Isn't uh, that like a someone said it was private clubs? It is, true? but if you're a member, you can bring up to five people as gotcha. guests. The people still have to pay, but you can still bring them. Now, and do you drive the cart on the road course, or is it? No, a there's, there's track? a little cart track oh, there. Oh, sick! It's a pretty cool little cart track. I think it'd be kind of miserable. It's even further away though than Canaan, right? Yes. Where is it? Tamworth, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. It's such a big city. <laughs> I love it. I think it's beautiful, but you are right. No, it's it is huge. beautiful. I've seen videos and photos. It looks great. Yeah, the, the track is fun. It's a great little test track, but it's small and tight. I think it'd be miserable to try to race there. I think you, you couldn't pass anybody. It'd be, uh, it'd be really difficult. But So uh, it'd be like Monaco. It'd be like Monaco. Isn't really. that next up? Yeah. Yeah, it's the next race. It's not. Obviously, it wasn't today. Next week? I think it's next weekend. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, because I was about to say, so the next podcast we do will be after uh, Memorial Day, probably, and after Monaco. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot in between. Well, if there is a race next Sunday, I think we should. Oh, uh, no, if there is, yeah. We should do one to review that race. Um, And then maybe if I do have my practice day at Tamworth, I can talk about that. That'd be sick, yeah. And Max, you know, if he gets out those razor blades, uh, (laughs) you know, maybe he can uh, take a win. Well, Red Bull. If you can get ahead there, I mean, then. Red Bull historically has been very good. That's where Max won last year, right? Wasn't it there? No, he. Two years ago, shit. He's never had a Monaco win. Daniel Ricciardo uh, won at Monaco in 2018, the last year he was at Red Bull. Yeah. Because, well, you know, he took pole position, which helps a track that nobody can pass at. But yeah. uh, let's face it, that track is only there for. For tradition. Tradition and yeah. just the people there. It's a money revenue thing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's so, cool. It's fun. It's cool, and I think to drive it in The Sims and to watch Formula One cars whip around that track like they do, it's incredible to watch. There's a spectacle to it. Right. However, you can't watch cars racing against each other because they're too wide these days, and they just— it's, Yeah, it's not a track for racing. It's just one big parade lap. Yeah. People, people usually win that race in the strategy, especially if it rains. There's a few races it's rained there, and it gets real interesting. Yeah. But— what was really interesting about Danny Rick's win is that he lost his ERS like halfway through the race and had to keep Hamilton behind. So the ERS is good for like 160 horsepower. So he's no basically kidding. 160 wow. horsepower down. But that's but, the track to have it. Yeah, there's be- no because real... the track is so is so tight. tight. He was able to keep the lead. I mean, 
Hamilton breathing down his neck the whole time, but he was able to keep the lead. I'll have and win. to go back and watch that one. It is. It is. It's a decent one. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. If it was the year before was, the Halos, it was his last win. That's his last race win that he's ever had. And, Jesus. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. Come back. I know. I want to see it, see him come back with McLaren. I think you know McLaren is is kind of barking. they're on the rise. Yeah. They're barking at, at the uh, but podiums. Ferrari is uh, kind of barking back now, so it's gonna be. They tough. are too. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see who gets third. The end of the year. Yeah. I think McLaren is currently sitting there with Ferrari breathing down their necks. I haven't pulled a- Aston up. Aston Martin's nowhere. Quick... Aston Martin's absolutely nowhere compared to last year. Last year, they were the ones as racing point to get third place, and they're nowhere close now. It's unfortunate, especially having— McLaren is barely ahead of Ferrari right now, yeah. How many points? Five. So what's the points tally right now? Mercedes up front, I would assume, right? Yeah, one forty-one to Red Bull's one twelve. Ooh, okay, that's that's a decent gap. They basically have to have both Mercedes crash yeah, in order. For we them. already know what's because gonna, mathematically, even though they could take the lead, it's not going to happen. Yeah, we know what's going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion, but <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah. I would, I, I hope. Hey, nothing's a, more, a given in racing, so nothing's a given. No, even though I don't know, it's almost been a given for the last few years that Hamilton's yeah. going to win the championship. It, doesn't matter. Everybody else is here for participation. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's uh, about it. Yeah, I think that's about, about it for, for this week. one. I think possibly, too, for the next one, we'll probably have some additions by then. I think that's well, you know, especially we, the, the next one, if it's in between sort of, uh, you know, next NHK race. Yeah. Maybe we can uh, figure out getting a guest. Yes. Uh, yes, I'd like to try get getting some, a guest. We have some ideas about maybe putting a monitor here with the webcam so that... Mm-hmm. We can talk to the person who's on Skype. My my homework for that is to figure out how to get. Uh, I'm I'm using Audacity to record the audio here. My homework is to figure out how to get Audacity to record our two mics, but also record the Skype conversation into Audacity at the same time. And even if it doesn't, I don't know if I could rob the audio from the Skype conversation elsewhere within the software. I don't know. Um. Yeah, it would be nice to start doing that. We'll we'll have to like do a practice run maybe for five minutes before we can figure out how to. You know what? We're all experts now from working from home. (laughs) We'll get everybody on Microsoft Teams. God, I got a Teams meeting tomorrow. Kill me. That's that's rough. All right, well, folks, this has been episode four of the Formula One Hula uh, Formula. (laughs) Oh, it's late. Uh, All right, it's been episode four of the Formula (laughs) Hooligan podcast that we sometimes talk about Formula One in. I'm Alex Gomes. You are Charlie Jose. And we'll check out you. I can't even talk. I love it. I got him drunk on uh, podcast number four. I'm not even drunk. I'm just screaming. Uh, It's all good. We'll talk to you in the next episode, folks. See See you you at the track. Adios.